بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين My beloved brothers and sisters, we are indeed fortunate to be seated in the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this beautiful masjid, a beautiful place where we are gathered in order to obey Allah Almighty's instruction. I have one sincere request before I commence. Can we put our phones down, all of us, inshallah? <laughs> it is the best advice that I can give you here in the house of Allah because we want to concentrate what is being said. As for the live streams and everything else, you will see it later by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My brothers and sisters, you know this is the month of Ramadan. Is there any month that is more important than the month of Ramadan in the Islamic calendar? No, there isn't. Allah Almighty has given this month great importance. And it is the wisdom of Allah. As soon as the month enters, you feel immediately the rohaniyyah, the barakah, the blessings of the beautiful month of Ramadan. And the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam has immediately, has told us that we should immediately commence with ibadah and acts of worship. So as soon as it is announced, we start with something. What is it? It is the prayer. The prayer precedes the fast. We prayed tonight for tomorrow's fast. We prayed the first prayer before the first fast. And that is why the night of Eid, there is no taraweeh because that is the night of joy and happiness and goodness and grandeur. And it's the night of the gift of Allah Almighty upon us, subhanallah. Those who have worked so hard during the month of Ramadan, they achieve their reward. And the day of Eid is a different farha. Farha meaning happiness, joy. لِلصَّائِمِ فَرْحَتَانِ فَرْحَةٌ عِنْدَ فِطْرِهِ وَفَرْحَةٌ عِنْدَ لِقَاءِ رَبِّهِ One who fasts has two points of joy. The one is when he is opening his fast, when he breaks his fast. That's divided into two. On a daily basis, you open your fast. That is also very, very beneficial, mashallah. You have a moment of joy. When you put the tamra into your mouth, when you drink the sip of water, and you read the dua, ذَهَبَ الظَّمَأُ وَابْتَلَّتِ الْعُرُوقُ وَثَبَتَ الْأَجْرُ inshaAllah. That itself is amazing. It gives you great joy. It's a moment of dua. It's a moment of spirituality. It's a moment of goodness. And each one of us looks forward to making the dua that he or she would like to achieve in his or her life, be it immediately or later. So it is amazing how Allah Almighty has blessed us with this beautiful moment at the time of iftar where if we where if we make a dua we feel already that this dua is really granted to us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Can you hear me at the back there now no. We heard you say no, that means you heard us. <laughs> uh, 
هذه خلاص انا امسكه في يدي احسن احسن امسك في يد في اليد هذه هذه شيلها از ذات بيتر ما شاء الله The point I was raising a little bit earlier was that Allah Almighty grants us two points of joy and happiness. As per the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, لِلصَّائِمِ فَرْحَتَانِ فَرْحَةٌ عِنْدَ فِطْرِهِ وَفَرْحَةٌ عِنْدَ لِقَاءِ رَبِّهِ The one who fasts has two points of joy. One is when he opens his fast and two is when he meets his Lord. Opening your fast is divided into two on a daily basis as well as at the end of Ramadan when the month is over. Both of those moments are moments of joy. A believer feels them. Do you not feel happy when it's almost time for Adhan of Maghrib? Don't you feel excited? Don't you feel happy? Where did that happiness and joy come from? I promise you it came from Allah. I promise you it was given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to you. That's why you feel it. For those of us at the back who didn't hear me say, I really request you to put your phones down because it's not only an irritation for the speaker, but even for the others. And this is the house of Allah. Let's try and concentrate what is being said. Ramadan is a month of dua. We make a lot of supplication to Allah, Allah Almighty. At the time of iftar, we make a supplication. Why? Because you engaged in a very big pillar of Islam. And at the end of the day, you are asking Allah, Oh Allah, help me, grant me, give me forgiveness, be happy with me, accept my fast, accept my tilawa of the Qur'an, accept my recitation of the Qur'an, as well as understanding, putting into practice, make me a better person. Don't make dua for yourself alone. Make dua for your family members, your children, your parents, your brothers, your sisters. The, the ummah and humanity at large for goodness, for guidance, for cure for protection, for betterment of the condition of the people of the globe, because we are living on the same globe. I cannot make dua for myself when I'm in a ship, and that ship, we don't know which way it is heading. We make dua, oh Allah, grant us success. Protect the ship, protect the captain, protect everyone, subhanallah. So this is Allah giving us a moment of dua. My brothers, my sisters, every time you engage in an act of worship or you do something good, seize an opportunity to make a good dua. Seize an opportunity to make a good dua. Rabbana taqabbal minna innaka anta sami'ul alim. Oh our Lord, accept it from us. You are indeed all hearing, all knowing. Whenever you've done a good deed. Similarly, when it comes to the end of Ramadan, towards the end, we're excited because the day of Eid is coming. Don't forget to make dua. When Sama Ramadan iman and wahtisab and gufiralahu ma taqaddama min dambihi. Whoever fasts or stands in prayer in the month of Ramadan with iman, meaning with conviction, and ihtisab means with accountability, hoping and expecting a reward from Allah, Allah will forgive all their sins as they exit the month of Ramadan. So we enter the day of Eid clean, pure. Don't spoil it from that day. Let's live the beautiful teachings of the Prophet Muhammad Now I want to spend a few moments telling you what we are taught by Muhammad 
in terms of culture that is validated by Islam. In terms of culture that is validated by Islam, we have a beautiful culture. When we say an Islamic culture, we're talking of the highest values and the highest morals and the highest teachings of character and conduct and the beautiful way that we lead our lives. Do you know it is a duty for the young to respect the old and it is a duty for the old to have mercy upon the young? Do you know that that is a teaching of Islam? Today, when we are younger, we forget that age is something chosen by Allah. Why am I older than you? Or why are you older than me? Because Allah chose that to happen. It's a test. Am I going to give up my seat for someone who is older than me? If I do that, I've understood the teaching of Islam. The culture that is validated by Islam, taught by Islam, the reward that you're going to get in order to make space for the elderly. When you are in public transport and you make space for women and the elderly, isn't that something worth commending? Isn't that a rewardable act? Let's revive this. Many of us over the years are becoming a little bit selfish. It's all about myself in Islam and in our beautiful culture. It's not all about yourself. It's about us. We are here. Get up for the elderly. Make them feel important. They have lived life beyond yours. They have seen more than you have. Respect the women, for example. At times you have someone breastfeeding or someone who might be expecting or someone who has just delivered or who has little children. Are you going to help them through? Are you going to make life easy for them? If so, you're a good Muslim to begin with before everything else. And if you forget to do that or you don't want to do it, you need help. That's why we are here today in a beautiful month of Ramadan reminding each other about what? About these beautiful teachings. Beautiful teachings. Do you know in Islam, what is the greeting? When I meet you, what do I say? Assalamu alaikum, mashallah, wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May peace be upon you and the mercy of Allah and His blessings. Do you know that our Islamic tradition teaches us who should greet who first? Yusallimul marru ala al qaidi. You know what that means? If you are walking past and you see a group of people sitting or even one person sitting, it's the duty of those who are walking past to greet the one or those who are seated. Assalamu alaikum. Why am I greeting you with that greeting? Because I'm walking, you guys are sitting down. That is the beautiful teaching of Islam. My brothers, my sisters. Did you know that if you are in a smaller number, you should greet those in a bigger number. Al-qalilu ala al-kathir. Did you know that when you are smaller in number, we are two guys walking and there's a group of 10 people. We should come and say, Assalamu alaikum. Nice, loud, clear, audible, and mean it from the bottom of your heart. What does it mean? It means peace be upon you. What is peace? Peace is the opposite of war, right? It means I guarantee you I won't harm you. If anything happens to you, we are in it together. We are going to protect each other here. That's what it means. You don't just half-heartedly say, Salah. Greet correctly. It's an act of worship. Assalamu alaikum. Tahiyya. That is a beautiful 
Greeting, mashallah, it's a dua. You get a reward for it. 10, 20, 30 rewards. You add to it that which the Prophet ﷺ taught. What is it? Warahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Those are the three phrases of salam. The first being assalamu alaikum. That's the minimum. You want to increase a little bit more, warahmatullahi. You want to increase a little bit more, wabarakatuhu. The sunnah stops there. Some people add a lot of other additions and subtractions. If you're making a dua for someone, fair enough, it's not from the sunnah to add into the salam. The proper sunnah is assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu. And Allah says, وَإِذَا حُيِّتُمْ When you are greeted with a greeting, respond with a better greeting. Someone says, Assalamu alaikum. What do you say? I added it. And if, for example, the Quran says, if you are not going to give them a better greeting, at least give them equivalent to what they have said. You give them equivalent. What have you done? You have revived the Islamic teaching. You have lived a beautiful statement where you feel good. Look, everyone lives in a home. In your home, there are people, mostly your parents, your siblings, whoever else it may be, right? Next door, you have neighbors, al-jar. You know what the Prophet says? لا زال جبريل يوصيني بالجار حتى ظننت أنه يورثه. You know what that means? Jibreel السلام, kept coming to me and telling me about the importance of being good to your neighbors. So much so that I thought that one day he's going to come and say, when you die, you need to give him part of your inheritance. Just as well, it's not like that. Some of us are so miserly, we don't even want to give our own siblings their inheritance. <laughs> don't deceive people. Don't cheat people. Minimum is your neighbor. Be kind. Be kind to your neighbor. Be good. The Prophet ﷺ says, you are not a true believer if your neighbor is not protected from your harm. You're not a true believer. True believers, you need to look after your neighbor. Why? Because in my community, in my society, I want to live in harmony. I want to live in peace. I want to live in goodness. If my family is not in order, I won't be happy. If my neighbors are not happy, how will I be happy? Every day I'm entering, exiting. I don't know what's going to happen. That's not good. Have a good relationship with your neighbors. That is a duty that Allah has provided, that Allah has asked you to fulfill. Have a beautiful relationship with your neighbors, my brothers. My sisters. Similarly, as the circle grows, you have a community. You go to school. You go to a madrasa. You are in a community. You, you go to work, for example. You drive out, you drive in. My brothers and sisters, you need to have a good relationship in your community. Otherwise, you won't be happy living in that society. Would you like to live in such a society where you're just not happy? No friends, no genuine people, no one around you cares for you, everyone is all about themselves, not at all. The Prophet Muhammad says, when you are cooking some stew, you can add a little bit of water and give some to the neighbors. Why? Where are these teachings? Where are they? Subhanallah. Now we have a new problem. What's the new problem? 
maybe I'm a poor man, the man next door is very rich. If I were to give him a bowl of the soup I make, he might laugh at it and throw it in the bin. It can happen, right? He might say, I don't want to eat these guys, who are they? The Prophet Muhammad says, none of you should belittle what is given to you, even if it is the hooves of an animal. The hooves of a sheep. You know what are the hooves? Generally, in India and Pakistan and some of those countries, they make a soup out of the trotters. What do they call it? Paya. Yes. Subhanallah, if you make the soup of that hoof, and the Prophet says, don't make a belittlement of something that's given to you, no problem. If you wouldn't like to give something, and if you, sorry, if you wouldn't like to, for example, eat from something, don't belittle it. Take it, accept it with a, with a beautiful smile. Jazakumullah khair. Thank you so much. Following day, you send them something too. Mashallah. And you might want to give it away, perhaps if you don't, if it is too spicy sometimes. Or maybe you, it might not suit your diet. No problem. But don't belittle it. The idea is, give each other some good gifts once in a while. Show one another that you know what? You care for each other. This Hadiyah that we give. If you give it, the hearts become close. You don't have to give expensive things. You just give a few small things. We want to revive this beautiful Islamic culture that is there. And this is how we would make society a more beautiful place. People are struggling because in the communities, they don't even know each other. How many of you live in a building where you don't know the people living on your floor? Am I right or wrong? But you're a Muslim. And when you go and knock on them, say, look, I'm your neighbor. I just wanted to introduce myself. They'll give you a double look. Oh, are you sure? Because we've forgotten about this beautiful teaching. They should know you. You should introduce yourself in one way or another. Just to say, you know what? I am here. If there is anything you need, please let me know. When they park in your parking by mistake, there is a little day of Qiyamah that happens there. You know that? When they park in your parking by error or someone, that's the only time you got to know your neighbor. Because you know what? It's my parking. What? It's my parking. It, two minutes. It is my parking. Get the car out now. I'm not encouraging you to park in your neighbor's parking. But I am telling you that if it happens sometimes, deal with it in a good way. You're a Muslim. That is your neighbor. Those people live in your building. They share the same space as you. If that building were to come down, all of you lost something. Do you understand what I mean? You see how many people live in a 50-story building? Maybe a thousand? More? If that building was no longer there, all thousand lost a space. That space is probably not so big on the ground, but it was going up. Therefore, protect the building together. Protect your space, your goodness, your sanity. You want a life. Life is very short. Before you know it, you will already be 20 years old, 30, 40. Before you know it, they start looking, you know, these old uncles. What do you mean uncle? Do I look like an uncle? Does it happen? You see the uncles and aunties. When do you become an uncle, by the way? At what age? 40. Okay, let's say 40. Okay. Although I don't agree because some people are born uncles. Mashallah. <laughs> But subhanallah, if you are an uncle at 40, many of us, we clock 40 and someone says, uncle, he said, do I look like your uncle? Because we want to con ourselves that we are young. You are no longer young. Allah calls it ashud. It is the peak of your life, 40. 
If you're going up a mountain, down a mountain, and you have 80 years, at 40, you reach the top. Now you're going down. So they begin to call you uncle, and soon they will call you that old man. <laughs> Subhanallah, before you know it, it's okay. Life is too short. Be good, be kind. They will remember you for goodness. How many people have passed on and we remember them for the good they stood for, right or wrong? They stood for a lot of goodness. Alhamdulillahi ala dhalik. My brothers, my sisters, Islam teaches us the best of cultures and traditions, the best of teachings, the best of etiquettes. وَإِنَّكَ لَعَلَىٰ خُلُقٍ عَظِيمٍ The Prophet Muhammad was praised by Allah where he was told you are upon the highest level of character, conduct. The teachings are amazing, mashallah. The teachings are amazing. Are you ready to follow that? He helped everyone at home. What is our teaching? To help, to assist. Do you help and assist? Or do you create all the work? You know, some people, when they need a cup of tea, they sit back, relax, put their feet up, and then they say, please, can I have a cup of tea? It's a polite statement because you said please. But by right, can you not get up and make your cup of tea? No, I like to taste the cup of tea made by other people. Oh, <laughs> subhanallah. Why don't you try making it for yourself? Okay, today I will make it myself. Then we go into the kitchen. We mess up the entire kitchen. There is so much of a mess, but you are only making a cup of tea. And half the kitchen needs cleaning. It will take half an hour to clean your mess. You know what? They will say next time, you know, rather we make the cup of tea, leave it. Because the mess you make is worth 10 cups of tea. <laughs> it's a fact. Go in, make your tea, clean the place, help sometimes. Once in a while, mashallah, you need to make sure you are part of this. Because my brothers, my sisters, it is not a joke to be working every day serving people who don't appreciate what you're doing for them. So what's the next teaching we have? The next teaching is appreciate what is done for you. Appreciate what is done for you, subhanallah. When someone cooks for you, cleans for you, they do something for you, they help you, even if you're paying them, you need to say thank you. In Islam, we are taught to say jazakumullahu khayran. May Allah reward you with a good reward. Where is the revival of this teaching? Where is the revival of this teaching? Do we appreciate people? You know, some people, they think, I don't need to say Jazakallah because this person works for me and I pay them a salary. That's not true. Even if you pay them, you must thank them. You must pray for them. Because if it was not for Allah's help that they came there, perhaps you wouldn't have been able to achieve what you have. So remember that. You need to gather your team at work and let them know that you appreciate. Let them know how good you feel as a result of them doing such good work. That is the Islamic teaching. We are always people who love each other. We are always people who look out for each other. We are courteous. Sometimes we forget that Islam teaches these high morals and values. So what happens? We pray five times a day. We fast during the month of Ramadan. We give lots of charity, but we don't respect the older people. Or we don't have mercy upon the young. Or we are not courteous enough. And we think that that's not an Islamic teaching. Islam is not only all about prayer 
and fasting. Yes, that is important. Those are pillars. But Islam is about building yourself. Today, in this beautiful month of Ramadan, we're talking about building yourselves. Build yourself in a beautiful way. Go home, change your life, change the way you speak, change the expression on your face that is part of the Islamic tradition to watch your expression. Do you know the Prophet ﷺ speaks about the pleasant expression is an act of charity. What is that pleasant expression? The smile. The smile is an act of charity. It's a pleasant expression. So when you are walking, when you interact with people, you need to have a, a, a slightly better expression. Don't look all gloomy all the time. Some people, the way they walk, like subhanAllah, the whole world is on their head. And the mountains are about to be, you know, dropping on their head. No, smile, it will make it easy for you and others. Even if you have issues, the smile will help you go through with great beauty and goodness. And then we are taught that whenever you have, when you want the help of Allah, start off with a good deed, help someone, give out a charity. We learn that you give a charity, it extinguishes bad destiny. Something that can change your destiny to a degree is a charity. Give out a charity. Give people, reach out to them, and so on. So may Allah Almighty make it easy for us to improve ourselves in every way. And may Allah Almighty grant us the ability to understand that together with our prayer in Ramadan, we will develop ourselves as human beings. We will begin to perfect the character, the conduct that we actually have. We will begin to improve our relationship with our family members, with our neighbors. And you know something amazing? Why does the hadith speak about respecting the older but having mercy on the young? Because the young belong to a new generation. The new generation does not always think exactly like the older generation. They have new things, they have new technology, they have advancement, they have so much more. Have mercy on them, go easy on them. Don't just block every single thing they want to do because then they might end up doing something worse than what you were blocking them from. So try to think, try to understand, be merciful, talk to them. Empower them by telling them how much they mean to you and how much you love them and care for them. That is called mercy. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy upon us. You know, Have mercy upon those on earth and the ones in the heaven or the one, the one in the, in the skies will have mercy upon you. Allah Almighty will have mercy upon you. As I end, my brothers and sisters, I just want to appreciate the fact that we did put our phones down. May Allah reward you. Like I said, we have to say Jazakumullah Khair as well, right? And also for all of you who made an effort to come and attend, please sit, please remain seated. Don't spoil it here. Otherwise, I will have to take back my Jazakumullah Khair. And inshallah... Say it again? Yes. And inshallah, tomorrow we will meet at the same place, same time for the next part of the talk by the will of Allah and let's try and keep it on time by the will of Allah and as we are leaving please be very courteous and uh, may Allah bless you all